Hello and welcome to the Deception Tips Podcast, where you will learn amazing cues to detect deceit that will help you read people like never before. I'm your host, Spencer Kaufman. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 28 of the Deception Tips Podcast. We've been on an amazing journey. We've been detecting deception, learning signs of deceit, so that you will never be taken advantage of or never be lied to again. Now, of course, you are going to be lied to. However, this time you will be able to detect the truth. You will know whether or not someone is lying to you. We've gone over 27 different signs of deception, 27 little tips that you can use to help you determine whether or not someone is telling the truth. These tips will help you in all walks of life. They help you whether you are at home, with your kids, your family, your spouse, at work, etc. Even making purchases, buying a car, buying something from someone at the grocery store, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, whatever the case, deception is all around you and you can either choose to ignore it and potentially be taken advantage of or acknowledge it and make sure that you know whether or not someone is telling the truth. Now last time we spoke of a different technique you could use that is mainly on when someone is lying to get out of something. This is a standard interrogation technique. It is something that you're not really going to use when you are making a purchase. You're buying something on Marketplace or wherever. This is something that is going to happen when you are questioning your child about where they were or what they were doing or if they did this or some kind of a punishment type of thing because we talked about suggesting consequences. And basically what that is is when someone lies and they are about to be caught in their lie, you can start bringing in a different technique of suggesting a consequence. And basically all it is is asking them for their opinion. You say, hey, so what do you think would be an appropriate consequence for someone who potentially does XYZ. Now, you're not accusing them of doing it. You're questioning them, and then you're going to get their opinion on how they would handle the situation. Now, it's very important because this is before you are certain they did it. It's, they haven't confessed yet. This is pre-confession. So, let's say your child has broken something, and you say, well, what about this? And they say, no, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. The dog did it. And you say, well, how about we talk about this and what would be a typical consequence for someone who didn't listen to their parents and because they didn't listen, something broke. And the kid says, well, maybe X, Y, Z. And they come up with some really light thing. Like, well, maybe they have to do an extra chore or something. And the common sense consequence would be, well, because they didn't listen, they deliberately disobeyed, and they, this, maybe they would lose their TV privilege for a couple of days. Something like that, a little bit more sensical. Someone who is lying is going to give less of a consequence because they know that that consequence could be coming to them. So they're going to suggest something a little more easygoing, a little bit more lenient. However, if people are honest and truth-telling about their innocence, they are going to give a more common sense consequence, something that fits the situation because unconsciously they know that they're not going to get that consequence. They know that they're telling the truth, so they know that they're going to give a consequence and it's not going to come back on them. 
They're certain of that because they're telling the truth. So this is a cool technique that you can use to help you determine whether or not someone is really lying. Now, of course, this isn't going to be foolproof, and it's not going to happen every time. This is why you need to look for patterns and clusters of behavior and use this as one tool in your arsenal, because sometimes a person who is lying may give a truthful or a common sense consequence, knowing that, well, if I do this, then they're going to think I'm telling the truth. People are always going to be out there trying to manipulate a situation one way or another. So watch out for multiple patterns of behavior and multiple signs of behavior. Today we are going to talk about perhaps one of the most difficult signs to read, but it is also the most reliable. In addition, it is one of my favorite signs because you always know for certain what they mean and you know what is happening around it and where they're coming from. You know that it is it's just that reliable. It's excellent. However, they are the most difficult to see because they are only on the face for a very, very, very short time. It is a split second. It is something like a quarter of a second. These are micro-expressions. Now, these micro-expressions happen through the muscles of the face, and they, are, they go way back to a guy named Paul Ekman who did research of all the muscles on the face and he developed something called the facial action coding system and he cataloged and coded all of these little muscle movements and the meanings behind them so that if your eye twitches one way or they raise or your mouth goes something on sideways it means this this or this and then all of that of course plays into body language as well but the facial expressions the micro expressions are very reliable Usually they happen first, and body language follows. So if you don't see the micro-expressions, don't worry, because there will be other signs after that. However, if you can start training yourself to see micro-expressions, then you can watch for the body language after to confirm what you saw. This is an excellent way to practice reading micro-expressions because they are so quick. They are very short, so they are very difficult to see. However, there are a lot of training tools out there, you'll have to pay for them of course, that can help you with micro-expressions. They can help you watch people detect deception and other emotions. That's why these micro-expressions are so cool, because it isn't only for deception. You can have micro-expressions for any emotion. And the Ekman Group, Paul Ekman Group, has created tons of tools available for you to train you on reading micro-expressions should you be interested in them. However, today we are going to talk a little bit about it. So here it is, deception tip number 28. Truthful facial expressions of emotion are micro-expressions and appear for less than a second. They are unconscious and symmetrical. Here it is again. Truthful facial expressions of emotion are micro-expressions and appear for less than a second. They are unconscious and symmetrical. Now it's important to note here that when I say they are truthful facial expressions, that's micro-expressions. There can be truthful facial expressions of emotion that are not micro-expressions, of course. However, anytime you see a micro-expression, it is 100% truthful. There are no fake micro-expressions unless someone has train their face to become that way and, and they model these micro-expressions when they want, then of course they're fake. But 
for the majority of people, 99% of them, microexpressions are going to be 100% true. And even on the people who can fake them, they're going to be fake in that instance. But otherwise, whenever they're shown, you can see that and they are true. Whereas like a smile, that could be fake. So a smile is not always 100% true. Whereas a microexpression is one that on 99% of the people, it is always 100% true. On that other 1%, those are people who have trained their body to be able to mimic those microexpressions. And those are really only people who are probably involved in some kind of a scientific study to be a model so that people could read them and watch for microexpressions. Or like when you look at the videos to help you train yourself, that person is probably a model because they needed to make sure certain muscles are moving to mimic a real microexpression. So in that person, they were doing that on purpose. But it is still a truthful facial expression. They are unconscious in the fact that we don't think about microexpressions. They happen so fast, they aren't even in our conscious thought. It is something that happens instantly. And then they are symmetrical. Now, this doesn't mean that they are going to happen on both sides of the face at all times. Because they will not. Sometimes microexpressions, like contempt, for instance, which is asymmetrical, we talked about that a long time ago. That is the only asymmetrical facial expression. That was way back in episode 19. Now, other expressions on the face, they are going to be symmetrical. And we'll talk a lot more about it coming up right after this. Would you like to know if you are being lied to? Lies are everywhere, and they could be happening to you. A Guide to Deception is a great book filled with information on how to spot lies. Get your copy today online at spencerkaufman.com. Most gestures, most body language, postures, etc. should happen on both sides of the body. Everything should be symmetrical. The thing with microexpressions, though, is that since they can be so quick and they can happen so fast, they may not always be there. A little twitch of a corner of an eye is not going to happen on both eyes. Now, genuine basic emotions of microexpressions, they are pretty much going to be symmetrical. Disgust may not be symmetrical, even though that is considered a basic emotion. But things like happiness, enjoyment, things like surprise and fear, they are going to show up in both eyes. Happiness and enjoyment are going to be on both sides of the mouth. But a lot of microexpressions now can be seen, especially in detecting deception, that are on the face that are simple little things, such as a pulse of a vein in the neck, Something like a little twitch on the facial muscle, corners of the mouth, corners of the eyes, things like that. Those are not always going to appear on both sides of the face. However, they will be symmetrical in their movements. It's not going to be a non-fluid movement. It will be something that happens from beginning to end and is very, very quick. It is genuine human emotion. It is something that is unconscious and is produced for a split second based on a fleeting thought or some kind of fleeting emotion. A lot of times, humans, we think and chemically and physically react in our bodies so quick to what we want to do and then our mind, our conscious mind, pulls it back and says, all right, well, that wasn't the right way to do it. We need to have a more diplomatic approach or we need to be a little bit more sensitive or something like that. We need to approach it and tread carefully so then we, our conscious, tones it down and brings forth the socially appropriate responses or actions to those feelings that we have. Therefore, the microexpression comes on in the way we really feel. Then our conscious covers it all up. And then some of our other expressions and our mannerisms 
portray forward with how we are supposed to handle the situation or how we are supposed to feel. So that is one thing to watch with microexpressions. They're going to happen before anything. Usually, microexpressions do not keep occurring the entire time through everything, at least not the ones that you are going to want to watch for. Of course, your facial movements are going to continue to happen throughout the entire conversation. Microexpressions, however, are going to be predominant when you are questioning or asking a question or when someone is telling their story. That is when you are going to want to watch for them because there they will be the most reliable because you will be directly asking them some form of question and that first thing that pops into their head is going to promote a micro-expression or some kind of a facial tick on their face and that is what you are going to want to watch for because that is the unconscious truth coming out instantly. Then the body language will follow. If their story comes out, then the unconscious is going to start leaking other body language that you can pick up on as well. And the main thing about microexpressions is to remember that they are always going to be 100% truthful. So if you can start to see them, you'll know the truth anywhere you see it. It will be something that you can rely upon fully. Now they are very difficult to spot because they are so quick and they are not happening like a body language gesture where you'll see it happen. It is something that is under the scenes. It is something that is so fast and so small that it is a lot more difficult to spot. However, it is definitely worth the time and effort to learn how to see them and to practice seeing them everywhere you go because they can help you with a lot more than simply detecting deception. You can see all kinds of emotion, happiness, sadness, fear, surprise, love, all of those emotions are visible if you can see micro-expressions. It helps you out a lot more in life so you can better relate to other people and really care about them, etc. Because you'll be able to see a lot more than just deception. And of course with body language you can see a lot more than deception as well, but this is focused on deception is after all the Deception Tips podcast. So work on learning some micro-expressions if you have that desire, and keep listening to these podcasts because they will help you detect deception. And I want to thank you for listening to the Deception Tips podcast, for regularly tuning in every week. I hope that you'll share it with your friends, subscribe to the feed, check out the Deception Tips videos, the Deception Tips blog, and take a look at the books I have available. And as always, tune in next week for a new Deception Tip.